Hey, Marshall. Hey, Elizabeth. Do you want to talk about Lost? Absolutely. That is great, because this is the Jungle of Mystery podcast, and that is kind of what we do here. This episode, we are talking about Season 1, Episode 13, Hearts and Minds, which you were so close to being right about. What did I guess? You said that it was going to be about Locke manipulating people. Oh, which, hey. Which it, which it is. I was trying to get you to, like, specifically say it was me about him manipulating Boone. Yeah. But, yeah, you were right. It's it's about him getting into people's hearts and minds. Specifically, so good. Boone's. And I guess a little bit, of, we see a little bit of Charlie, too. This episode was like, I would say solid before this, Solitary was the best. This is the best so far, probably. Oh, really? Or it's up there. There yeah. was some like, there was, I don't know, actually, you know, there was some, some of the stuff with Boone and his sister was dumb, but it, it like, it was important, even if it was cheesy. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was pretty compelling stuff. The, like... The stuff with Locke and the yeah the mind games. This episode the, is so validating oh, for me. God, so, uh, yeah, I've been going on my Locke rants, and now you know. <laughs> yeah, and I and I love him even more. <laughs> yeah, I was trying so hard and failing so miserably before now to not talk too much about Locke, and I always ended up ranting about him and saying way too much. And then I was so relieved we finally got to this episode, and I was like, okay. Oh, he really, uh, you really get his. Like, what he's turned it to. Yeah, God. Okay. It's really cool. (laughs) Well, let's dive right in. Before we get to how incredibly fucked up Locke is, we'll kind of get all the cutesy little minor stuff out of the way first so that we can really dive into Locke later. All right. This episode, of course, has a fun... Because it's a heavy episode, so we have to have our fun uh, B-plot with Hurley to bring some levity. (laughs) Yep. So, Hurley's B-plot this episode is that he's having tummy issues... Because he won't eat, he's not eating any protein because he thinks that Jin has it out for him. And it's not, it's not even that he's not eating any protein. It's that he's literally just eating fruit. Well, only fruit. I mean, that's kind of their only option, right? Is fruit and I fish. mean, I. And he's not uh, eating any yeah, fish. Yeah, yeah. But like, I was like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. he kept talking. I was like, oh, I no. Know, I was like, only fruit, only fruit. So, yeah, he, uh, Jack kind of laughs, laughs at him and is like, man, you got to eat some fish. You got to get some protein. And Hurley thinks because way back in those first couple episodes, he refused to eat the sea urchin that Jen offered him. He says, when I turned him down, it's like I soiled his family honor or something. One of those fun little kind of racist Hurley remarks, but. uh, It's pretty innocent, I guess. I Uh, mean, yeah, but. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, so he thinks that Jen won't fish. Was he worried that Jin was going to poison him or that he just wouldn't get any from him? I think that he, I think that he was worried that Jin just wouldn't give him any fish. Like he's he's hurling. Oh, he's just too afraid to ask. Yeah, he's too socially awkward to ask. Fish. Yeah, yeah. I, I identify with that very heavily. So. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> so do I. So poor Hurley just assumes that Jin won't help him. I love that moment. He's collecting the leaves. He's like, oh, hey, these are not these are not for eating, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not going to eat those, are you? <laughs> oh god. And then I'll kind of I'll just kind of go through these little scenes as they as they occurred. So we'll get back to Hurley in a minute. We see Jack creeping on Kate and she's as she's harvesting what is it? Passion fruit seeds. Yeah. And she shows him the garden that Sun has started. And they are they're kind of back to their flirty their flirtiness. 
And it's yeah. not it's not unbearable in this episode. I think it's actually really cute. Like this it it feels more natural than it has with them, I think. It wasn't as annoying as it has been on the yeah. that. Yeah. And they even like they he kinda teases her, like he assumes that she's not gonna tell him, right? What she has the seeds for, and she's like, "It's not a secret. I'll show you." And he's like, "Well, it's kind of hard to tell with you That's what's a big fair. secret and what's not." <laughs> and it's it's kind of funny. They like shrug it off, which seems weird because the last time we saw them, it was not a happy interaction. Him walking away from her sobbing with the briefcase, it's like yeah, like were there was there like a, a more of a reconciliation? Yeah, scene yeah. Cut? I don't know what happened in between now and then because they're also, joking about her secrets. Where, like, a couple days ago, that was a really, really big deal. Uh, and this happens a couple times this episode. And it's happened in other episodes, but for some reason it really stood out to me in here. They People do just seem to run into each other in the middle of the jungle. Like, yeah, well, I think here's why. I think because we've established that the caves are very close to the beach, right? They're They're a mile away or whatever. And I right. think because of how scary the jungle is, there's probably just an established path that they take to get from point A to point B, right? Like, there's only a couple of little destinations that they go to, and they go the same way every time to probably avoid getting too far away from the group. So I think that's why we see so many, like, chance encounters in the jungle, is because they're not covering very much area, right? Yeah, okay, I, I can kind of see that. I'll, yeah. I'll give it that. It's still, sometimes it just seems like, how do, what, how do you just run into each other? Like, yeah, I mean, most of that is just for, like, plot convenience right no I, uh, obviously but it's just but no, funny I, I, to me that like i just, think she's out narrative... like crouched down collecting seeds and he's <laughs> yeah. just like oh hey there's kate yeah so i think you know they just nobody ventures too far from the main hubs so they they run into each other a lot although i feel like kate would be the one to do that to be fair that is true like in the in the briefcase episode we get the the sense that she's pretty far away right yeah sawyer's been following her because he was freaked out that she was going so far away from the group yeah anyway but i just i just found that kind of funny they were yeah it, it is pretty i was funny like <laughs> i was like how how did you just it's like just stuff just like running into somebody in a giant city you know? yeah <laughs> um but even that kind of happens right more more often than you would think sure yeah but anyway we kind of see a glimpse here that kate kate's not necessarily suspicious of Locke. Um, she seems to think it's pretty reasonable, but she makes a comment about the boar is not running out, but Locke is probably sick of getting bored for everybody, right? There's, yeah. there's a limited amount of food, and he's probably sick of being the provider. So she thinks they are hunting and just kind of keeping it, which, you know, wouldn't be unreasonable to assume since he's been the hunter. Especially if you're out there like that, that, that kind of hunting is very physically intense. So like if it takes so long to find something and you do find something... You're probably going to want to eat some of it to keep right. your yeah, to keep stamina your energy. and energy yeah. up so you can keep hunting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she kind of plants the seeds. Again, like we haven't seen much interaction between Jack and Locke at all up to this point. Really, their biggest moments were in White Rabbit, which was several episodes ago, uh, which is so interesting to me because their relationship is going to be a, a central. Oh, they're going to be like relationship the, to the show. I think they're going to be like the two like primary, like uh, the opposition to each other. You know what I mean? Like the, right, yeah. the leaders of two different factions, essentially. Yeah, so their their relationship is going to become very important. But so it's it's funny to me, like how long it takes for it to really kick off. Also, I, not I a lot of interaction between uh, Locke and Kate. Yeah, I think that kind of makes sense to me. Kate is just so so much more like pragmatic. I don't I don't think he really has any interest in her. Like similar to Jack, she she is not someone that he could manipulate. 
and he knows it, right? Yeah. I think Jack, Kate, and Saeed, he seems to respect Jack and Saeed a little bit more in terms of like as potential rivals, right? He doesn't seem to, to see Kate that way, but I think he kind of just lets her be because she's clearly like too strong for him. <laughs> you well, know? Kate's, Kate's kind of like a free agent almost. Yeah, like, yeah. She is definitely... It's very easy to tell, even if you don't have all the dramatic irony knowledge that we have, that she's like not quick to to like stick with a certain group or in a certain place. Yeah. So I think he he if he's you know Locke might be a, a bastard, but he is very intelligent. So he's right. Yeah. Uh, he's narrowing down his. Uh, I his mean, targets. so far he's only gone after a child and very damaged people. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, <laughs> so. of course. I mean, that's like that's like how a serial that's- killer works. Right. Oh, you well, go I was after... gonna. I was gonna say cult leader, but yeah, okay. <laughs> well, it's all it's it's all kind of the same psychology, but yes, yeah, yeah. Like you, it's the same. It's like people who won't be missed, right? And and that's both for cults or for murder, yeah. yeah. So, or in the case of uh, Jim Jones, both. <laughs> so we get another scene with Hurley. He approaches Jen, and he's got his little spear, and he's like, "I don't want you to give me a fish. I just want you to know. I want to know where you get them." Yeah. And then Jen. <laughs> Is clearly just laughing at him. And Hurley goes, you just said something mean, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) I love that moment. Jin just kind of shakes his head and is like mumbling in Korean as he walks away. And Hurley's like, hey. (laughs) It's it's a good, like, even though they don't, they can't really communicate. Jin is like such a very determined, no bullshit kind of guy. And Hurley's kind of the exact opposite of that. Yeah. And then you add in the fact that they don't speak the same language. And it's mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty great. I mean, even for just like a 60 second scene or whatever. But it, it's funny to me how nice Jin is about it. Like, we obviously don't know what he says, right? But he doesn't have his harsh Jin face on. He's like kind of laughing, right? No, he's kind of smirking. Yeah, you know, like, like he's okay. he is entertained by Hurley. He thinks Hurley's hilarious. Well, he's probably been talked at enough by people in English trying to get him to understand stuff that he's like, here we go again. They're yeah. going to shout Hurley's like, fucking fish, English at me show again. Me yeah show me fish and jen is like oh my god God. (laughs) this shit again also that spear is like something out of like a like a survival game where you have to crack you know like (laughs) it's just so ridiculous like the blade is so big yeah it's just it's it's really cool i like i like how they made it but i'm looking at it i'm like man you gotta i hope (laughs) <laughs> you gotta have a big enough fish to stab that through because if you stab that through a small fish you're just, you're just, gonna, just gonna destroy it <laughs> you're gonna obliterate it yeah uh we get in the next sequence kate learns that son speaking speaks english i love that scene they're just kind of chatting and kate makes a joke and son grins and kate's like no way <laughs> you yeah, understood like, what i said motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so now Michael and Kate are the two people who know. Uh, nobody else knows. Um, yeah, I, I like it's interesting because it, it, it it's like maybe it's a way for them to like indicate who Kate's obviously like super intelligent and good at reading people because she's also good at manipulating people. Yeah. And then but I think Michael just learned it because of the well, she, situation that they she were told in. him. Yeah. She yeah. Like that him. was blatant. Yeah. 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 Michael knows because she trusts him and she approaches him and says, hey, <laughs> I speak well, and that Don't situation was also kind of at the end of the rope. Right, you know yeah. I mean? um, but this is just like, uh, it, was a, it was a great scene. Like the way the, the Kate, Kate's face is like, hold on a second. <laughs> um, we go back to Hurley. <laughs> Hurley trying to fish and he steps on a sea urchin. And he screams at Jin to pee on it. You have to pee on it. Yeah. Pee on it. <laughs> God. 
And Jin is just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Like, Jin like, is cracking me up because Jin, oh, well, okay, I guess we, we haven't learned much about Jin's backstory yet, but Jin knows what to do in this situation. Obviously, we see on the island, he's, he's the one doing all the fishing. So, like, he knows what he's doing. So he's gonna, like, actually help Hurley. And Hurley's like, no, man, you gotta pee on it. Yeah, and, like, he's, like, gesturing towards Jin's, uh, Jin's. <laughs> He's gesturing towards Jin's Jin's. I was like, okay, come on now. Oh my god, I adore Hurley. Also, his fishing net just looked like a extra, extra large plaid shirt stretched between two sticks. Yeah. <laughs> man, like... He's doing his like, best, man. He really wants well, to do he this got a do- He has a dope-ass spear. Like, maybe he could have put the same amount of effort into the spear <laughs> that he did into this shitty-ass net. Yeah. Um, we have... A scene with Locke and Saeed where Locke kind of sneaks up on Saeed, catches him off guard, which I love seeing the dynamic between them. Oh, yeah. Like, even that little insignificant moment feels so significant because, like, somebody snuck up on Saeed, right? That's not something that would happen easily, you know? Yep. Locke says they were hunting, but Boone gave him the afternoon off. And Saeed's like, really? Boone is hunting by himself? <laughs> and then they kind of gloss over that. And Saeed says he's trying to make something out of Russo's map, but there's nothing to make. He's made his own little makeshift compass. And yep. Locke gives him his own compass. And Saeed says, don't you need this? And Locke looks at him and goes, not anymore. Ah, so good. Like, oh my god, this man. Ah, he really... So <laughs> Every interaction it's just like uh, I hate him keeps, so much. <laughs> it keeps just like the, the, like, the amount of like how confident he is and and these are also like so Locke is deceitful and intelligent and the thing is that Saeed is is the same like yeah his entire job as an interrogator is like to to be able to figure out if people are lying you have to be good at lying yourself yeah right and and so he's an expert at that too so you have two people who are uh I mean Saeed definitely has better motivations right so you yeah. have someone who's more genuine and then someone who is is purely motivated for himself yeah and to, to watch the way that they interact with each other it's so uncomfortable like the way they're yeah. both kind of smiling at each other like they're just they're trying to play too, each other every time it's two know? predators trying to, like, yeah yeah watching trying each, to figure other. each other out and uh i well i do think i think that Locke is a very good manipulator but he's not a very good liar and I think that whenever he's outright lying, Saeed sees through it pretty easily. But he has this kind of, like, uneasy respect for him. And I think Saeed, like, just wants to figure out what's making Locke tick. Which is why we have these really tense moments and we haven't seen an outright confrontation, right? I think yeah, he's I- just like, something is up with this man, but I don't know what yet. So I'm going to just kind of sit on it until I know. And I think Locke, a lot of the time, just isn't lying. Like, right. Yeah. He t- like he's just, he's just straight up is like, you know, I, I look into the eyes of the island, like all this batshit insane stuff. But it's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. And so because of that, I think that that maybe disarms some other people. Yeah. And and so when he does lie to other people, maybe it's harder for them to figure out. So yeah. I definitely sees through it. But that's because that was his job. Right. Yeah. Right. But I think most of the time, Locke probably doesn't think he's lying. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But then we get this moment with Saeed and Jack where Saeed shows him the compass that Locke gave him and reveals that it is not pointing north. Yeah. Uh, not pointing to where north should be. He says a minor magnetic anomaly could explain like a slight variance, but this is a really big variance. So something is wrong with this compass. So w- what did you make of that? Oh, uh, there's something on the island that's, I, I think, probably... 
I was kind of expecting it to do the thing they always do in movies where they look at the compass and it's just like erratically moving all over the place, you know, like, ooh, oh, time yeah. warp or some shit. But yeah. they didn't do that. The fact that it's like pointing in, in a consistent direction. Yeah, it's pointing but it's in off. one direction. It's just not the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe it's actually pointing towards something on the island. Like there's some kind of very powerful something, you know, like whatever's yeah. powering the stuff on the island or whatever is generating enough uh, magnetic interference to cause that it's okay. either that or like he said there's a huge you know there could be like a huge deposit of some kind of mineral in theory but i, I don't that's too boring mm-hmm. for it to be a part of this well do and you think yeah do you think that so what i get from this scene i will tell you we're gonna have a definitive answer about what this interaction means and we're gonna have it this season so yay but what, what do you mean which interaction this interaction between Jack and Saeed, and Saeed being like, what's up with this compass? Why doesn't it work? Okay. We get an answer for like, why the compass isn't working? Just what, the, yeah, what this all means. So, so the way I interpret it the first time watching it, and we'll see if this is, you know, true, but it seems like he thinks that Locke gave him a broken compass, right? Yeah, I don't think that's... Like he even says, I'm saying this compass is defective, right? He's not yeah. thinking something's weird about the island. He's thinking the compass is broken. Because, like, wouldn't Mr. Survivor Manalock have noticed if the compass wasn't pointing north, right? From Saeed's perspective, sure. But yeah. but we know that Locke knows the island is all wee-woo-wee-woo. Right, <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so, I, I, I Do mean, you think maybe it's a little bit of both? Like, No, I, I don't think it's broken. I think... Okay. Because I, I don't know... So you think First that of all, I don't know how you how you break, break a compass. A compass. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you, yeah, I don't know how you break a compass to to the point where it intentionally points the wrong way. But so regardless, Locke gave him the compass and he says he doesn't need it anymore, but presumably there was at least a short amount of time where he was using it, right? So Sure, yeah, cuz he had to hang it from his little lapel thing. So, so Locke must have noticed that something is weird about the compass and yet gave it to Saeed anyway. Without saying anything, right? Without saying like, hey, this doesn't actually point north. <laughs> right? Correct. So that's what we're getting at here. So so Saeed, uh, whether or not it's true about some kind of magnetic weirdness on the island, Saeed is just saying, Locke gave me this defective thing. I think Locke is trying to test Saeed. Yeah. See if maybe he is clued into the island or whatever, like he is. Yeah, or if he's yeah. like, is his mind open enough, essentially. Yeah. So this prompts Jack to go up to Locke. And kind of indirectly, not really confront him, but he's had two people today be suspicious of Locke, right? He's had Kate make that comment about the boar, and Saeed make the comment about the compass. So it's like, all right, time for time for Daddy Jack to look into it. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. No, you don't? Okay, sorry. <laughs> Daddy Jack? I mean, it's, it's funny. It's I'm not saying don't say it. I'm just saying I hated it when I heard it. <laughs> Anyway, I've completely forgotten what we're talking about. Jack and <laughs> <Yeah>. Locke, okay? <laughs> Jack and Locke, talking on the beach. For for anyone who's listening who has seen the show before, you should reach out to us and tell me if this scene reminds you of another scene much, much later in the show with different characters. And I literally hmm. can't say anything other than that. But this show, we, we or this, this scene is kind of mirrored much, much later in the show. Well, they've had, uh, I mean, two people sitting and talking on the beach has been a thing. Well, uh, just specifically this conversation. Okay. The mention of, like, looking for ships. Anyway, okay. Oh. Um, Jack says, any ships? And he says, not yet, but I'm patient. And uh, Jack says, it's been a while since you and I talked. 
And they kind of go back and forth. And again, it, it kind of feels like Saeed's conversation with him where they're they're kind of like daring each other to say something, you know? Yeah. And it's very it's very tense, but at the same time casual, and I fucking love it. Oh yeah. Because I feel like Jack really wants to like Locke. Like the the way this scene plays out for me is he's aware that two people that he trusts very much, Kate and Saeed, are suspicious of him, but he doesn't want to be, right? J- Jack wants to wants to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, he wants to give people the benefit of the doubt and almost they kind almost of, to a fault. <laughs> yeah. And their last real interaction, as he mentions here, you know, it's been so it's been a while since we talked, was that kind of like heart to heart they had in White Rabbit. Yeah. Where Locke kind of talked him down from his little existential crisis. So, you see that he he wants to believe the best. So he pretty much just asks how the boar hunting is going and Locke says, you know, I'm afraid they're migrating out of our valley and blah, blah, blah. We're a new predator and, you know, whatever. Just saying a simple concept in his annoying Locke way. (laughs) We're the most dangerous predator of all. Like everything, just the way he says everything pisses me off. I, I, man, I can tell it's very strange because the way he says everything, I like it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I hate him so much. It just really grinds my gears. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, the gist of the conversation is Locke seems to convince Jack that we just can't find any more boar. Jack's like, all right. It's a reasonable explanation. Yeah, it is. It is. So we learn. What's interesting to me, though, is this whole time we're talking about hunting boar. Originally, their excuse for being out there was they were looking for Claire. This episode specifically, it's like, do we still care that Claire was abducted? Yeah, that was kind (laughs) of... uh... Not a huge like that. That plot line is very much not over, but it's well, yeah, because they don't know where the fuck she it's is. It's strange to me how we've had a couple episodes in a row now that it's like, do we still care about the fact that pregnant woman was abducted? Obviously, Charlie still cares. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's like I know that they kind of don't have any leads, but we haven't heard any mention of like daily search parties or anything. It's like, what what is your plan here? <laughs> but anyway, they I just do. It was one one thing that seems to maybe be a one of the weak points of the show is that they some stuff just kind of drops off without an explanation. Yeah, until they're ready to like finish out a storyline, it disappears. Yeah. Like there's so many starts to storylines, and then it's like, well, wait, I thought this was important. Just and like the we, whole if we don't live together, or we if we don't work together, or we die. What is it? <laughs> Fuck. You mean the thing we say every episode? The thing we say every fucking episode. If we can't, if we live, can't together, live together, we'll die alone. We'll die alone. Yes. Yeah. So like that, the whole like rousing Patton esque yeah. speech, and it's like, oh yeah, we're fucking off to the to the woods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, so. a member of our group is missing, and we're cool with it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So anyway. I think that is one. Uh, you know, I don't know if maybe they fix that later on as they you know obviously this is season one so there's stuff yeah. that gonna have to iron out but that is one thing that definitely stands out where there's like a huge impactful thing and then it's like okay i guess yeah, <laughs> yeah. it, it works with the big mysteries right like jungle noises and and stuff that we know is going to be long-term mysteries. Yeah. But when it's something like, someone got abducted. Someone got abducted and they almost lynched Charlie. That's something that I feel like should be mentioned at least in every episode. <laughs> yeah, even if it's just like a guy popping, like you see three people walking off and they're like, hey, we're going to look for Yeah, we're going to we'll for, for the, the daily search or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it, it strikes me as weird, but um, whatever. They can't get everything right. Yeah, yeah. Back to Sun and Kate. We learn a little bit 
more, I mean, not really, but we learn that Sun took English lessons in Korea and Jin doesn't know. And Kate says, why don't you tell him now? And she said, I can't because I love him. Have you never lied to a man you've loved? And that <laughs> shuts Kate right up. Because <laughs> that's kind of what she does for a living. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's her whole stick. And then Jin, <laughs> Jin offers Hurley a sea urchin. Is it the same one that stung him? I guess it must be, right? That's pretty funny. Looks uh, <laughs> like the hair of the dog that big. Yeah. <laughs> so he offers him a sea urchin again and... and Hurley's like, fine, if I eat this, you'll give me a fish, right? And then he, like, forces himself to eat it and just immediately throws it up. <laughs> I know. And I love how genuinely concerned Jin is. Like, when Jin is being not angry, he's so adorable. <laughs> like, yeah, his, I... when he's actually attempting to communicate with people and help people, just his face looks so genuine and, like, oh my god, you know, how can I help? <laughs> so yeah. this whole shit with Hurley, he's like this... Dumbass man, I'm trying to help. <laughs> this oh, this fucking American. Yeah. <laughs> we, gosh, there's so many little jumps around to different characters this episode. We see Jack talking to Charlie. We finally get our mention of, of Claire in this episode. Um, yep. He asks him how he's doing. And he says, with week two of heroin withdrawal, or how am I doing with Claire being abducted by the freak who tried to kill me? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> that's all we get is that one line. Yep. But whatever, at least it's at least it's mentioned. But the real reason that Jack is talking to him or he, he you know, he gave him what did he say? He gave him aspirin. Yeah. And he asked what Charlie thinks of Locke. And Charlie goes off about he how he's crazy and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, at least I thought that until he saved my life. And he says, if there's one person on this island that I put my absolute faith in to save us all, it would be John Locke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Boy, does that sentence make my skin crawl. <laughs> I know. It, it, they, even the way he delivered it, it was just like, okay, well, this yeah. is going to be a problem. Uh-huh. I like it, though. Uh, yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I do, too. It's very good. <laughs> it's very good. So we, we leave that there. So clearly we've got one convert already. Uh, and then we see a final scene with the Hurley and Jen storyline. Hurley is chatting with Michael, and Jen comes up to him and brings him a fish that he already cleaned for him. And it's like, damn, that's really nice. <laughs> yeah, it was very nice. And um, Kate and Jack have their final little flirty moment where he brings her guava seeds. And it's cute. <laughs> you sound very sure of yourself. I don't care much and about it. But it's cute. It is cute. It's just, you know, eh, whatever. Uh, it's cute. It is. It's cute. Sure. Uh, it's just funny that, like, they put so much effort into their little flirty moments. And yet, like... The half a second where we see Jin and Sun walking past in the background and like chatting with each other and presumably probably talking about Hurley. Like, that's so much cuter to me. <laughs> a half second of them grinning at each other in the background is like, does so much more for me than. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I guess just because it's. There's. They're just trying too hard to make you. Yes. Want it. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. They're trying too hard. So it's that like, was. Get, get back to the hatch. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of the hatch. Or no, speaking actually. Of First, let's let's talk Whoa. about Boone's kind of conflict with Shannon mm, conflict. in this episode <laughs> through his flashbacks. <laughs> um, so the main the the gist of the flashbacks is Boone gets a call from Shannon across the world who is being abused by her boyfriend in Sydney. So this is why Boone was in Sydney. Yep. He goes to rescue her. We have a number. 
when when he goes to the house that she's at. Oh uh, yeah. And she's like pretending everything is okay. He says, "I I just spent fifteen hours on a plane." Fifteen. Yep. We're still tracking those numbers. So he sees that she's being physically abused. She shows him the bruise on her head, and he tries to report it to the police, but they can't help. I guess because <laughs> they're shitty. And th- I think this is the first time we learn that they're not actually related, right? Yeah, correct. Because I got pissed a couple episodes ago when you said that you already knew that. And then I ruined it by confirming it. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so this episode confirms it. His He is Boone Carlisle and she is Shannon Rutherford. Uh, They're step-siblings. In that scene, we see Sawyer being arrested. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I love, I love, I love. And then Boone tries to pay off the boyfriend. He's going to pay him $25,000. And the man says, I love her. And Boone says, how much? My love for her, it's worth closer to $50,000. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which I mean was kind of fair. I it's feel like, like if that... I was just if I was dating somebody and somebody offered me fifty thousand dollars to break up with them. Yeah. I don't know. It'd have to be a pretty serious relationship for me to even think about not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> is that horrible? No, I don't think so. Whatever. I can't remember what dating is like. I've been married for several years now, <laughs> but I feel like it's not. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> I I still remember it. It wasn't fun. Not fun. Yeah. So he reveals that he's done this twice before already. He's he's rescued her from bad relationships twice by paying off the man. And was she, so because we learned that she's just manipulating him. So yeah. was she actually being beaten or was she just? No, we're we are to assume that was probably like makeup, like a fake bruise. Right. Yeah. Like it was all completely fake. I don't think that he for real beat her as a performance. Yeah. Like, right. Like, no, they they just faked the whole thing. Yeah, it's fake the whole thing. Because again. She's done this twice before, so she knows what she's doing. Yeah. So yeah, they staged the screaming match on the phone, and then she probably painted on a bruise. And so we reveal that it was a setup. The boyfriend says she's getting what she's owed. She told me her mom screwed her over after daddy died. So I didn't know what you made of that. I mean, it's pretty I I guess pretty cut and dry. She didn't get included in the business, right? So Yeah. Yeah, basically. So, so the... I guess it's not explicitly revealed here, but from what we've heard about how like Boone works in the mom's business, yep. Boone is the mom's son. Yep. Shannon was the daddy's daughter, right? Yeah, and he's dead now. So, so dad died and now the stepmom is like, fuck you, Shannon. And Boone is like, literally, fuck you, Shannon. Yeah, he says, you've done this before, you little bitch. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then there, the last scene of those that flashback sequence, she shows up at his hotel drunk because Brian took the money and left. And he's acting like, you know, he doesn't feel bad for her. But she says, I knew you'd bring the money because you're in love with me. And you've always been in love with me. And then they fuck. <laughs> yup. Called it. Yeah. And oh, yeah. He, he is putty in her hands. And then, God, immediately afterward, she flicks the light on and says, all right, so we're going to go back to normal, right? <laughs> God. Oh, man. Like, I feel bad for him. Yeah. Shannon's a huge bitch. Yeah, like they're both so dumb and shallow and but yeah, sure. But she's like, man. Yeah. Now, (laughs) we're gonna learn. We're gonna learn more about her too. And I I think you might feel bad for her too in the end. But yeah, we we, we got the benefit of having his perspective first. (laughs) And it's like, oh, (laughs) yeah. So that's kind of the gist of the gist of the flashbacks. He's always been in love with her and she uses it to manipulate him to get the money that she's owed from her money. You know what they say? The closer kin, the deeper in. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, I've never heard that before and I hate it. Oh, that's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a very 
Please don't cut that pause, Larissa. I didn't know what to say. That was that was a genuine shock from. Uh... That's disgusting. Oh, it's pretty bad. Yeah, absolutely. Marshall, man, that could be. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. Fuck. Anyways. Time for I don't even want to say this phrase now after that, but time for the meat of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. Woo. Sorry, I had to. Okay. So. Well, we finally talk about that other shit. So this episode opens with Boone being super creepy. Yeah. Glaring down Saeed and Shannon as we see that Saeed got Shannon shoes, which is like, okay, cool. But like, he got her dead people's shoes. Like, I don't know. The the concept of gift giving on the island, like, let me give you something that I found in the wreckage. It's like, here's this dead woman's shoes. Hope you like them. It is a strange gift. It is. It's weird. But Shannon's like, oh my god, she was, <laughs> yay. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent impression. <laughs> Hurley kind of interrupts his creepiness to ask why they haven't managed to get any boar, even though they've been hunting every day. And Boone waves him off, right? Yeah. And then we see him confront Saeed. Oh my god. He says, stay away from my sister. And Saeed kind of smirks at him and says, for a moment, you seem to be giving me an order. <laughs> yeah. But this is right after that first flashback. So we get the sense that Boone is being so intense and creepy because he is, you know, worried for Shannon, right? Mm, yeah. Because uh, we've only seen the first flashback at this point. So we assume that right before getting on the island, he rescued her from an abusive relationship. So it's like, okay, he must just be overprotective. And again, at this point, we don't yet know that they're step siblings. We think that he's her, her brother who's like really pissy. That a new man is in her life because he's probably gonna have to rescue her again. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, it kind of kind of makes sense then for him to be that intense. But then later it's like, nah, he just doesn't want somebody else. He doesn't want him. competition. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then we see um, kind of a jump cut to, to Boone and Locke walking towards the hatch on their little trek. And, I, and Boone has been telling him what happened with Saeed and... Locke says we don't want an enemy of him. We're going to want him on our side. Oh, yeah. So Locke is planning for there to be sides. Yeah, um, for sure. Interesting. And then Boone brings up the boar thing. He's like, you know, people keep asking about the boar. And Locke says there's plenty of fruit and fish to go around. What we're doing here is far more important. And this is our priority. I would agree. Yeah. I mean, if there is other food and you find this weird thing. Sure. You know what I mean? You think? I I would. I mean, if, it, if there's you if think, people aren't... Okay, let me let me rephrase. You think if you are the one person on the island who's proficient in hunting, that you would keep this apparently important discovery secret? Well, no. Okay. In, in I, lieu I of, wouldn't keep like, it secret. Yeah, like, or it would make much more sense for you to tell someone else, we should try to open this Correct. thing. Let me get back to hunting, right? But Yeah, or at the very least... I would split my time. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, once I go and nab something, I can I can take some time and go work on the hatch. Yeah, like he he has completely stopped contributing to the survival of the group. Sun up to sun down, they have been out here trying to open this thing. Yeah. They're sitting by the hatch just staring at it, contemplating it, while Locke is making this paste. And he says it's for later. <laughs> um, he tells a story about Michelangelo staring at his stone slab. Whatever. Again. <laughs> you're so, you so don't like him. <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't like him at all. And then Boone says, we're not going to stare at this thing for four months, are we? Haha. Ha. Also four. Ah. 
another number. So they have no idea how to open it. Does not seem like it was meant to be opened. Yeah, it's got like a window on it. Yeah. And it's like one of those, uh, it kind of reminds me of like an armored truck door. Have I asked you? Have I asked you what you think is in it? Like, what is your first impression of it? Especially this episode, we get a little bit more. We see more of it and we hear them specifically saying it seems impossible to open. What What do you think of that? I mean, it's, the fact that it has a window is interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, the window, again, so like on a like, like on an armor truck or like even like a bunker style thing, like they, they'll have like a small window, but it's made out of like three inches of of plexiglass essentially mm-hmm. so it's like bullet and explosion proof mm-hmm. but the weird part is that the window is angled so it's like the door is supposed to be on the side of something instead of in the ground uh, i don't know if that means anything but i mean my default thought is that it you know leads into like a control room for the island or something okay you know where they find out they're living in the simulation or yeah. some shit you know <laughs> yeah Okay. But yeah, it's like, got, you know, it's got all those huge rivets in it and it's part of like a much larger wall. Yeah. Like it's because uh, sometimes, you know, when, when there's like a uh, something in the ground, like if there's a if there's like an opening into like a bunker or something underground, a lot of times it'll be just like a, a straight up just like something that contains a ladder. Right. So the yeah. opening will not be much bigger than the actual structure. Yeah. Until you get to the bottom. But this is like part of a giant wall. Yeah. Um, that spreads out beyond that, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, we will learn what's in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we won't have to wait super long. That's going to be he- another. Uh... I've heard that it happens before the next season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be end of this season, beginning of next season. We'll uh, they open the hatch. Get our insight into what is in the hatch. Cool. But for now, we can't open it. Also, I'm not saying they're going to open it. I'm saying we're going to learn what's in it. Ooh, interesting. That's just. To be clear, I'm not actually telling you whether or not they open it this season. I'm just saying at the end of this season slash beginning of next season, we will know what's in it. Mm. Let's see. Boone thinks they need to tell people because, you know, everyone's super suspicious of them coming back empty handed every day. And Locke says they're not ready. They won't understand it. Mm. What do you make of that? I'll I'll tell you what I make of it. Yeah. Is that Locke thinks that this hatch is specifically for him. Oh, interesting. Like... You know, remember when they first found it and Locke is like, they, they were seemingly just wandering through the jungle because they were looking for Claire. And Boone is like, I think we need to go back. And Locke says, yeah, but don't you feel it? Yeah. And that's when they find it. So I think that he thinks that this is for him to open. Interesting. Because uh, my... is fucking weird and bonkers. So yeah, no one would understand that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if that's the case, then yeah, no one's going to understand it. Yeah. I, I was but thinking think? like the fact that We've talked about before how there are people who have had experiences with the island, capital T, capital I. Yeah. uh, And those that haven't. And so the majority of people still have not beyond uh, hearing jungle noises. Yeah. And so that that uh, I thought that's what he meant was that people don't understand. Like maybe they wouldn't care about opening it. Or they just don't. Whatever's inside of it, like, isn't going to make sense or the desire to open it won't make a lot of sense because... Right. They're focused on surviving and getting off the island, whereas Locke is very much interested in staying yeah. on the island. And maybe like, okay, so, and again, he said, you know, don't you feel it, right, to Boone, who Boone hasn't had an experience with the island yet. Do you think that 
like if Jack, if he were to tell Jack about it, who has had an experience with the island, do you think that he would feel something? Like feel compelled to open it? Do you think that Locke feels compelled to open it in some way? Oh, yeah, I definitely Beyond just like, I want to open this thing, like feeling some kind of... No, he has like a, yeah, like a drive. Yeah, yeah, outward drive. So do you think that if other people who have had an experience with the island would have that same drive, or do you think it's just a lock thing? Maybe. His experience is pretty unique, right? Because yeah. he saw it and didn't die. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then second to that, Jack also, you know, saw his dead dad quite yeah. a bit. That's pretty wild. Uh, right. <laughs> but also Jack is, yeah, he's just not the same type. Like, I don't think he's as open-minded. He might not, like... <laughs> succumb to the feeling but maybe he would have some kind of tug right yeah like oh i want to know what's in it but also like i would want to know what's in it and yeah, I mean, part <laughs> yeah. Of, like i i want to you know if yeah. i found if i was stranded on and i found that kind of thing and i figured i was going to be there for a while i'd be yeah. pretty interested in getting that but that's not what open. i'm talking about i'm not talking about a curiosity or or you as an individual wanting to open it i'm talking like feeling some kind of other force that is compelling you to want like an, to yeah, you're talking about like an extrasensory yeah. desire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, anyway, yeah. I, I was just wondering if you thought maybe maybe if anyone else would have that same desire or if this is just luck. They might, and then some people might feel the opposite. Maybe they they would be repelled by it, right? Because yeah. people have had the opposite experience with the like maybe monster. Saeed. Yeah. Yeah. But like some people have seen them or have been near the monster and it, you know, tries to kill them. Try to kill him, yeah. And then he's been near it and he looked into the eyes of it. <laughs> I love how you say that. Yeah, because it's just so, it's, so, it's, such a, it's a fucking nuts thing to say. <laughs> oh, man. I can just remember that scene so vividly. Yeah. No, that's a good but, one. Yeah. That is, that's a good one. So I think that's, I think, pe- like, again, it's like whatever people's perception of it is, mm-hmm. like, it's going to be, whatever they see is going to be dependent upon them and not dependent upon what is actually there. Yeah. I think. Very interesting. So yeah, they, they're not ready. They won't understand it. And this is when Boone says, I have to tell Shannon. And no, Locke's, you don't. Locke says, why do you care about her so much? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty, uh. Which is like, Locke, what the sh- fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He just gets right to the point. Ceased to be a human being with human (laughs) feelings. Why do you care about her so much? (laughs) It's just like I guess he's just that's straight to the point. He's like instead of being like you know what's your relationship, he's like why do you give a shit? Yeah, why do you care? Like tell me, literally tell me. Weird, weird thing to say. Like that sounds like something you would say to somebody. About like they're like a girl they just met or something, right? Yeah. Not someone's sister. Like, she should yeah. be the most important person to him on the island right now. Yes. But Locke wants to be the most important person to him on the island, I think. Uh, hmm. not, not Shannon, right? Yeah. So Boone says he can't keep lying to her. And he says, you mean you can't keep lying to her or you can't stand the way she makes you feel because you're lying to her? And Boone is Ooh. like, I'm both. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good question, though. But that, like, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that, that is a question that applies in a lot of situations. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, is it? Is it actually that or you just don't like feeling bad? Right, right. So then Boone is like, listen, you know, she's really good at keeping secrets. I could tell her and she wouldn't tell anybody else. And Locke says, are you sure about this? And he says, yeah. And no, Locke's like, like yeah. no. <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> she's like the least trustworthy person on the island besides Locke. <laughs> well, but then Locke says, no, no, I don't mean that. I mean, 
are you know have you thought through the ramifications of telling her yeah and he says yes and Locke says so be it and knocks him out yep oh my god what was your reaction i was like oh maybe i was the whole time i was like i don't think he's gonna like that and then he (laughs) knocked him out (laughs) so i was like okay well there you go but i mean did you not like piss your pants like this is the first time like that's fucking crazy he no, yeah, it was out. it was huge. Like it was, there were a yeah. couple of stages. I was like, oh, oh, like yeah, yeah this was a huge because this is like the first, the first like outward show of you're gonna do what I want, right? Well, it's even like for everyone on the island, like it's the first evidence of interpersonal violence that that isn't like engaged in by both parties. Like you had the whole thing with, or I guess this, when Jen attacked Michael, that was something. A little different but but this is like that was in retribution yeah. for something a misunderstanding this was yeah. like malicious yeah so that was that was huge this is like the, that was a a big first step i mean i guess he had ethan right but we didn't we don't even know who that guy is right so this like a primary character attacking another primary character yeah. for his own purposes that was big yeah. so when when boone regains consciousness Locke is spreading the paste on his head wound and he's tied up and Locke like throws a knife in the ground in front of him and he says whether you stay here is up to you the camp is four miles four (laughs) another number four miles due west you'll be able to cut yourself free once you have the proper motivation yeah he fucking leaves (laughs) oh yeah what now was the was the paste he put on the back of his head like full of acid or something like was it like a drug or was it just a healing paste? Yeah, that was the drug. He drugged him. Okay, he drugged yeah. him. Okay. Yeah. So you can both see island stuff without drugs and see it with drugs? That's why I was confused. You know what I mean? Because there's people so, who have had weird island experiences, but they've been totally sober. Yeah. This, I want to tread carefully here. I I, I want to know, you. I, I can't I can't tell you anything <laughs> um, about people having genuine versus not genuine island experiences so as we kind of talk through it you can decide for yourself if if boone really saw we don't know what i didn't even think about that we don't know what jungle noises is we didn't see it in this episode we saw that boone saw something we still haven't seen it at all (laughs) right so we know that in the first episode everyone heard it remember yeah. That first episode when it pans over the whole, all the survivors and they hear it ripping up trees and they hear those like mechanical noises, right? So that's already in his subconscious. We don't know uh... what he saw in this episode and we also don't know what the thing actually looks like. So we don't know if he had a real quote unquote island experience or if it was just, you know, Shit. what he maybe in his subconscious thinks that the thing is. Right? Ah, I didn't, I didn't, we don't that know. Did not, that did not occur to me. We have no idea. All right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have no idea. But I will say, on the other hand, when he finds Shannon's body, it looks the same as what happened to the pilot. Yeah. It's like all like this, the same bunch. wounds, right? Which yeah. he wouldn't have seen that. He wouldn't have known. So I don't know. Oh, we man. Don't know. What the hell? All right. We'll this... find out another day. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, that's much further on. So, <laughs> but anyway, from that, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I have no idea now. I thought I had a, yeah, I don't know. I that totally reframes that. Well, we'll talk through the rest of this episode and then we'll we'll revisit what you think. So, when Locke leaves, Boone hears Shannon crying out for him. He hears jungle noises, and that that is his, you know, proper motivation. He 
gets the knife, cuts himself free to go run and save her. So he very clearly, like, whether or not what he's seeing is real or if it's purely drug-induced hallucination that that's not even a little bit related to what the monster really is, he clearly sees something. We see him looking as they're hiding and we see the shadow pass over them and then it leaves. Yeah, and that's, that's not even, like, something in fantasy. Like, that. Had, there, people can either have mental disorders that cause that or you could just be tripping balls. So right. that's totally believable either yeah. way. Also... I, not to be a Billy badass, but I feel like I would have been really trying to get out of those ropes before I heard something weird, right? Was, I mean, he was trying. He just... Well, no, like, he, it, it it seemed like to me that the, a period of time passed between where, when he saw the knife, and then it looks like he was, like, taking a nap, and then he heard the noises and then well, started trying again. Well, he had an open again. head wound. I think he probably was really disoriented and, like, fading in and out of consciousness, right? Maybe. No? Maybe? Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah. And it clearly causes a lot of pain, right, when he leans forward to try to, 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 try to uh, cut himself free. Yeah. Like it, he was in danger of breaking his wrist doing that. So maybe he, you know, maybe we didn't see the first couple attempts. We just saw him clearly after some time had passed and he was like passing out again. Hmm. So I, I assume that he did try. <laughs> he is a little bit of a whiny piss boy, but he probably, <laughs> yeah. tried. He probably tried a little bit. Come on. <laughs> so they, the, the thing passes and Shannon is like hounding him as they come out from hiding. And she's like, what did you do to him to piss him off? And, you know, the whole time they're heading back to camp, she's fighting with him wanting to know why he's spending so much time with Locke, why Locke tied them up, and then Boone tells her. And then as soon as he tells her about the hatch, jungle noises are back. Oh, yeah. And, and she gets scooped. She gets scooped. And then he finds her dead. So did you think it was significant in this? I thought that she was actually dead. <laughs> well, yeah, of course you thought she was actually dead, because why would you not think that she was actually dead, right? Yeah, like, because it was, you... it was not occurring to me that this was like a hallucination. No, yeah, no, 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 that, that, I wouldn't expect it to, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, you're right, that is fucking crazy. Yeah, no, that is not a, a, a conclusion that you would have come to easily, to be like, oh, this must not be real. But yeah, so, so what did you think? Like, oh my god, because this- I was like, where are they gonna go had this been real, here. this would have been our first main character death. Yeah, and it's like, so where do you go f go from here where now you have someone who, like, has a vendetta against Locke and, like, is Locke just going to have to uh, kill him off too? You know, so I was like, what is going to happen now with this? But then... Yeah, because he, can you imagine quickly, the ramifications of Boone going back to camp and telling everybody, Locke fucking tied us up and now Shannon's dead, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> yeah, that'd be real bad for that PR for... Uh, for old Locke. <laughs> for Locke. Yeah. But. But since we know it's a drug-induced hallucination, I think it's interesting that jungle noises reappear and kill Shannon right after. Right after she mentions. Yeah. Right or after he mentions. He tells her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought that was interesting. And then we have our final scene. So good. Oh my God. He one goes of the back. best. One of the best scenes in the show, show, show so far. Yeah, for sure. He attacks Locke. He says, you killed her. The thing killed my sister. She died in my arms. And he says, so why is there no blood on you? And then the camera pans over and we see Shane. It's totally fine. She's just flirting with Saeed. Yep. And he says she was dead. And Locke says, is that what it made you see? Oh, man. And so that's when we reveal that he was drugged. Yep. And Locke says, I gave you an experience that is vital to your survival on this island. Yep. Shut the fuck up, Locke. <laughs> Oh, God. it's so good, though. <laughs> I know. And then he says, how did you feel when she died? I felt relieved. Oh, so dark. 
<sighs> and then Locke looks very pleased yes. by that. He says, time to let go. And then the last words in this episode are Locke looking at Boone and saying, follow me. And then gets up and walks into the jungle. And Boone, without a word, gets up and follows him. Yep. Excellent. Holy shit. (laughs) God, this is a great episode. Holy shit. So the the drug thing, really the, the the two possibilities, I guess, are that... It was just a purely all of it, just a hallucination. No connection to any of our island mysteries, just Boone piecing together subconscious fears, right? Yeah. Kind of building his own terror. Or the drugs kind of like made him more susceptible to seeing island stuff. And he did have a real, like, while none of that was actually happening, it was still real. Right? Like, in terms of really seeing island things? Yeah, I mean, that's a common thought, like a common idea around yeah. hallucinogenics. The drugs, is... you know, opened his eyes, right? Yeah, or or they they kind of remove, like, inhibitors in uh, in your brain, right? Yeah. Like, you know, that's why the CIA spent so much time studying acid. Yeah. Because they <laughs> thought they could use it to, like, create different personalities in people and unlock them with the drug because it does. I mean, it's, we still don't really understand jack shit about the brain, but it kind of, those drugs do like open up different parts, right? Like they see different brain activity when you're on hallucinogen, hallucinogenics. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's not like an insane concept. Yeah. So it's, it's very possible. And I I really, I wish I could give you more, but all I can do or all I can do is say that those are the two possibilities. (laughs) It's either completely just he hallucinated or he had a real experience that was induced by the drugs. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, that's interesting. So you're leaning, you're leaning towards thinking, or before I ruined it for you, you were leaning towards thinking that it was real, right? Yeah. I thought he had a, a real experience and that the island has got had gone so far as to simulate him dying because or her dying yeah, because yeah. it's i mean jack has seen his de- dead dad right yeah so that's not a yeah it's it is stretch. very very possible both both explanations both possibilities are very possible and i cannot unfortunately tell you which one is the truth do we find out you find out enough where you could put it together yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, there's not a, a clear answer to, did Boone really see it? But as we learn more about the island, I think if we were to, like, revisit it, you would be able to give me an answer. Okay. That's good. That's that's all I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a long-term one. Yeah, I, f- I figured. <laughs> I'm starting to get a better sense now of what is going to be answered soon and what is, and what is not going to be yeah. answered 30 episodes from our, now. Our physical, palpable mysteries... We don't have to wait super long for, but... All this esoteric shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what the show's about. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not going to give it to you right away. I didn't have any... I didn't gather any fun facts for this one because I knew that we were going to have a lot to talk about already. So that's yeah, all that sure. I have. So now you know a little bit more about why I hate Locke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny because it's it's just... I just keep... It ain't over oh, yet. Man, it's so good. I just really... I mean... I, Obviously, I know what he's doing is bad. Let's not let's yeah. not casting aspersions. I I have a moral compass. So but. so do you do you see now? I, I gotta defend myself a little bit here. Do you see now why upon rewatching the show, an episode like The Moth makes me so uneasy? An episode where we see him like 
helping somebody. Uh, yes. Like I can't, you can't trust anything that he does, right? No, yeah. And re- in retrospect, so that's well, why I even... wouldn't shut up, and I kept going off about in that episode, even <laughs> though it seemed like such an innocent thing. Well, you know? and now we even, I mean, we even have confirmation of it because Charlie says it's the one person I would trust. Right. So that was that, that was the off. reason that he did all of that was now yeah. he has someone who has complete faith in him. Oh, fucking fuck. <laughs> I, I find it very fascinating how much it upsets you. <laughs> it just, ugh, it just gives me the heebie-jeebies and I hate it. Do you not like characters like this in other media? Like manipulative? No, yeah, I hate it. I hate it. Oh, okay. I hate it so much. I mean, again, I, I'm aware that he's an amazing character. Like, I think he's like the best character on the show. Or he's up there. But, she, but you, you don't like watching the... Yeah, like it makes my skin crawl to, oh, to see okay. gotcha. characters like him. But at the same time, I'm like, this is fascinating and amazing and he's such a cool character. It puts the biggest smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it makes me just feel so... Ugh. If you would read the freaking uh, Harry Potter books, it's it's the way that Dumbledore makes me feel. Oh, weird. Yeah, well, read the damn books. <laughs> I'm Okay. I've got to get that. My next thing I got to read after the Jonestown book is the three body problem trilogy about aliens and stuff. So, well, yeah, that sounds better. I know exactly. I thought Devil Door was a good guy. Yeah. Well, maybe you should read a book. I <laughs> read a <laughs> book, any book. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Dumbledore is a good guy. He's very, very good at manipulating people, though. Anyway, <laughs> Dumbledore is a good guy. This show is not about Harry Potter. This show is about Lost. <sighs> Since since we have been derailed, I think that means we're done talking about this episode. The next episode is called Special. Huh. Tell me your thoughts about that. <laughs> special. Special. I got nothing. Oh, like the Radiohead song. Um. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm a> <laughs> yeah, I cut that for copyright, but because they can yeah, obviously tell from my excellent rendition no, of we're it. We're good. We're good. No, yeah. Special, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, well, who, who I, uh, we uh, how about this? Oh, well, Claire. Oh, okay. I was thinking maybe because the baby's special. Okay. Uh, also, could be Charlie. Haven't heard from him. Yeah, I'm thinking it's one of those two. Okay, cool. We. Oh, will. or. Oh. Mm, what? No, I'm no, just gonna. Well, you say know what? It. I'm just gonna end up listing every other say character. It. Walt. Okay. Why Walt? He's like another person that seems to be under locks. Yeah. Attention thrall, kind of. Okay. So out of the three of those, what is your official guess? Oh, I can't just do a shotgun approach. <laughs> Three's a lot of characters. <laughs> is it? Yeah, you're right. Okay, my official guess uh, is going to be a Walt. Alrighty. We'll find out next week. And there's other things like social media that we have. <laughs> One day you'll Why do that I forget the right every way. single time. Oh, transitions are easy oh, and good. Man. Just know that I, I'm never going to prompt you. I'm just going to sit here in silence oh, until you do it. <laughs> thanks, Marshall. <laughs> because it's very funny. Oh, my God. Okay. So I would love to hear from you on our social media about the the scene earlier on the beach with Jack and Locke, if that reminds you of anything, anybody who's seen the show before. And also talk to us about your feelings about Locke. And does he give you the heebie-jeebies or does he fill you with joy like a psycho? <laughs> Marshall. <clears throat> just kidding. And anything else? Any any other thoughts you had this episode? How how you reacted when you thought that Shannon was dead? Any any thoughts you had about this episode or about our show, our new format, how you're feeling about that, or if you preferred the old way that we did it? You can find us on Twitter 
at Jungle of Mystery. You can find us on Instagram at Jungle of Mystery Pod. We also have a Gmail account, which is Jungle of Mystery Pod at gmail.com. And then you can find our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcasts, <laughs> Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and what's a good somebody? should tell Locke that if we can't live together, we're going to die alone. Yep. Thanks, Marshall. You're welcome. <laughs> it makes me think of that that t-shirt I saw at Disneyland that had a picture of Jack Skellington on it and it said Bone Daddy. Oh, oh I kind of want that. <laughs> God. That's like officially licensed Disney movies. No, that's horrible. Why would they make that? But also, I would, I would wear that. <laughs> Bone daddy. Okay, stop. Okay. <laughs>